Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How did get 30, 30, get 30, bet get 20, 20, 20, bet get 20, 20, bet get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Shit You Should Care About and our new Cisco supporters. Head to the show notes to start supporting the media you love and the podcast hosts you love. Just before we get into the episode, we do want to put a quick content warning um, at the very start here. This whole episode is going to outline domestic violence, abuse, mental health issues. It's quite a heavy episode. So please, I think it would be really beneficial to listen if you do have the space to take it on right now. But if not, maybe go and listen to one of our other lighter episodes. Kia ora, everyone. And honestly, welcome back to us. <laughs> I feel good. I feel great to be back in the studio. It has been a minute. It feels like it's been a lifetime. It's been what? Two weeks? Three weeks? Two yeah, but God. Two weeks too long. Two weeks way, way too long. We we love our weekly. We love our weekly weekly chat. Pop culture catch-ups. You'll also notice that there's new show art, new shiny culture Mm. vulture art done by Olivia over here. Liv, looking snazzy, feeling snazzy. We have a huge huge episode for you oh god today. it is massive i'm a bit scared take it easy on us um take it very we're doing the best we can we, that is what i was gonna say absolutely we are trying our best it Ta- is hairy dark well what is shit. it it is the johnny depp and amber heard case trial, trial. Or, like as much of it as we have right now mm-hmm. So This is definitely a part one. We mm. will come back with a part two when it's obviously Amber's turn to testify. But at the moment, we're working with what we've got. Um, we really felt like we had to talk about this because we've seen so much, so much media about it and not a lot of, like, quality media about it all yeah, at once. A lot of scraping the surface or a lot of flattening certain issues, I would say. Mm. But it's interesting shit I would recommend doing some reading or watching some of the trials. Like, yeah, pretty fascinating. For sure. And so we've sort of done a similar thing to what we did with the Kanye West episodes where we wanted to look at the actual psychology behind a lot of it, talk about, you know, why we don't need to take sides and really just try and make it all make a bit more sense. So Liv is really going to carry that. She's been deep in the trials this week. And I'm going to talk about a few other sort of legal matters, like Olivia Wilde being served papers on stage and Black China taking the Kardashians to court. But before that, Liv, what in the world describes your week? God, I wish I could have something like legal related because that seems to be the theme of the episode. True. Without even trying. So what describes my week is oil painting. So (laughs) I... I paint, but I've never used oils, and everyone's always been like, you know, once you go oils, you'll never go back. Oh. Um, But I, like, fucking bought this huge canvas. Like, me, honestly, this is classic live, like, just jumping in the deep end, not practicing on a tiny thing. Like, this is the biggest painting I've ever tried to do. And it's for, like, a spot above our couch, Luz. Mm. And honestly, I've 
done like the base of it but it's just not drying I don't know how long it's meant to take I read like a day but it's been like three and it's just still like wet as fuck I don't know what to do anyway <laughs> worst comes to worst I'll just rub it all off so love has a soggy oil painting right now <laughs> yeah. which I'm sure is gonna end up amazing put it outside to dry um sun shower didn't it just yeah oh went God, all like, over I, the thing is I'm imagining a dog's breakfast right now on the canvas but <laughs> yeah. everything Liv touches honestly turns to a masterpiece that so is not true at all but I just left this water to dry by itself because basic science I mean water and oil they don't mix no water and oil don't mix so it's fine so yeah I've got no I've got nothing to add Honestly. except for water and oil don't mix <laughs> neither. neither does live in oil painting. oh god loose anyway what described your week my week or okay my last three weeks since we've last talked I think have been described um as everything everywhere all at once not just because I saw the film. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen it, you have to go and see it. I can't explain it to you because it's literally impossible, but it's the most amazing, probably the most unique thing you are going to see in, like, that's been released in the last 10 years. What's, like, the theme of it? Is it, like, mother-daughter relationship or something? Yeah, it's, like, intergenerational trauma and uh-huh. also, like, immigrants moving and starting a new life and what that does to a family but then also it's like it straddles like alternate universes and like comedy like really good comedy and it's just it's just amazing and you have to go and see it also I think because we've had a few short weeks I have felt like I have like been running and I can't catch up so you've been everything I've been everything everywhere all all at once once. and honestly I feel like we've slowed down a little bit this week the last two weeks I felt like I can't even keep up with the news or anything because obviously we've got work and like social lives so true and long weekends which really kind of fuck our week up to be honest I know so honestly I mean we've gotten through it here we are (laughs) we've gotten through our excessive time off (laughs) (laughs) we handled it we managed we did but um yeah, everything, 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 everywhere, all at God, once. It's a bit of a mouthful, isn't it? It is such a mouthful, but I guess it's kind of good because then it makes you remember it. Yeah, God, yeah. Anyway, go and watch that. I'm going to start Naughty or Nice. First story, Olivia Wilde was served with custody papers while she was on stage. Now, just then as I was reading the word Wild. custody to you, all I could see in my head was gloopy yellow custody. Like, <laughs> Like this oh is, my god! I've never put two and two together. No, neither that's until I awful. just read it. I really thought, wish you never told me that. Yeah, no, that's gross. Anyway, um, this is kind of a serious one, but yeah. <laughs> I've just made it really light as per fucking usual. So Olivia Wilde, girlfriend of Harry Styles, ex-wife of Jason Sudeikis. She is a legend. I love Booksmart. She's a director. She was an actress. Don't know if she does that much anymore. She's just a G. Anyway, she was on stage at CinemaCon and she was talking about Don't Worry Darling, which is a new film starring Harry Styles and Florence Pugh. When does that come out? It comes out in September and I can't wait. Anyway, she was on stage talking about it at CinemaCon and then a woman made their way to the front of the stage, slid across an envelope. Olivia Wilde picked it up. It was like a big A4 sized one said private and confidential so it looked like it was like a bit or it looked like it was like a, a new prop script. or something yes it looked like something and she said this is for me and then the woman was like yep so she opened it up on stage obviously saw what it was shut it like put it to the side she acted she stayed really cool really calm continued on her speech um but it turns out it was actually um custody papers like to do with her kids with jason sudeikis now Literally, no, I'm just... 
No, it's bettering. Paper's covered in custard. I know, I've ruined it. <laughs> custody. <laughs> no, I know, I know. We've oh, ruined this. No, ridiculous. And anyway, it's fine. And it is serious. And now is. we've ruined all the listeners' experiences no, because have. I'm sorry. We deeply apologize for that. But I, if you want to email me um, about custard papers, feel free. I think that'll give me a chuckle in the morning. Anyway, um, Jason Sudeikis, who obviously is on the other end of these custody papers, <laughs> Said that he had no idea of the circumstances. I had no idea I was going to give this. Paper. I had no idea they were going to be on paper. Paper. I thought they were clean. <laughs> <laughs> like, she had to wipe her hands on her nice blue suit. Like, <laughs> totally ruined the image of her talk. Anyway, he had no idea that this was the time or place that these papers were going to get served to her. Obviously. <laughs> served like- <laughs> There was a spoon pushed on stage. She just didn't grab it. Like the waitress just left it there. Like he thought it was gonna be like first class, like what is it, table service? Like fine. Michelin five star dining, Michelin star service. Instead, the custard was just pushed across stage in a fucking paper packet. Anyway, um, so he had no idea that this is how. The papers were going to be delivered to her. Yeah. So I wanted to know a little bit more about this. Luckily, someone, um, a newsletter reader from the US, they're actually a paralegal and they have had to serve papers to someone before. So they gave me a little bit more insight into why this might have happened, how it happened, like what they know. Obviously, they don't know what was in the papers. They're just going off of their experiences. So they said the reason that this person or this company, so basically it's nothing to do with Jason Sudeikis. Once you want to serve someone papers, you need to get like a middleman involved and they do the job. So apparently- would actually suck for him, like people thinking that he purposefully did this. Yeah, I know. Which he's not that sort of person. And from Ted Lasso, we can assume that Jason Sudeikis wouldn't do this. He actually came out really <laughs> yeah. quick to say... Ted would not do this. No, Ted Ted's would nice never. Man. So this company was charged with having to do this job. And basically, there's a 90-day limit on when, like, the you get the order oh. to give these people the papers. And then, like, if you don't do it in the 90 days, you have to refile all the papers. Like, it's just real annoying. And so basically with A-list celebrities, it's really hard to track them down, Mm. you know, and they can dodge them and they can, you know, maybe they're not even in the country. True, they can just get in their private jet and fly away. Yeah, they are notoriously extremely difficult to track down. This company would have known or probably knew that she was speaking at this event, saw it as her chance to serve these custody papers to Olivia Wilde on stage and, you know, as wild as it is, I think they just sort of had to do it. As wild as it is. Um, but it's not good. And I guess <laughs> it's not good. And I can't actually focus on this because I'm too busy thinking about these papers covered in custard being um, delivered on stage. And with that, I'm going to move on to my next story, which is Black China and the Kardashians are facing off in court. So to continue on our legal sort of vibe today, this Frame is actually, page. yeah, mm. this is actually another defamation case. I'm really interested about this because I haven't looked into it at all. anything. So, you know, on the heels of the Kardashians coming to reality TV again. Have you watched any of the new? I have. I'm loving it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. I'm loving it. Same. So while they're sort of enjoying all this new hype around their TV show, 
They are also in court fighting Black China because she is suing them for $100 million um, as part of a defamation lawsuit. It's a hefty sum. It's a hefty sum. She filed it back in 2017. So she has accused the Kardashians of being powerful, vindictive, of slut-shaming her on social media and by basically ruining her career, her ability to make income, you know, mm-hmm. killing her e-reality show and it, it's just basically ruining her life, she's Fucking sort of her saying. reputation. First fun fact, Black China's real name is Angela White. Anyway, you know, I don't even need a comment. That's just what I want to tell the audience. Second fun fact, it's not really a fun fact, it's just the weird crossover of all their families. So first of all, Black China had a child with Tiger called King Cairo. Oh, my God, Yes. yes. Then Black China and Tiger broke up, and Kylie got with Tiger and was looking after King Cairo. Then Rob got with Black China while Kylie's with Tiger, so looking Ty- after Black China's kid, who's also Tiger's kid. Oh my god! And then Black China and Rob had a kid called Dream. Luckily, Kylie didn't have a child with Tiger; she had a child with Travis Scott. That wasn't a very much complicated thing. I know. That. So there's a big. I didn't realize. So all she of that. would have been the stepmom of her sister-in-law's child. That is really good mathematics, like that you've just done in your head. Thank I you. couldn't do it, and Thank I have you. been looking at this case for days. <laughs> Anyway, so that's just a little bit of, like, context. But Rob and China have always been rocky. They used to have a reality TV show called Rob and China, and in 2016 they split up after season one of their show. They'd already had a kid. And then Rob, do you remember he posted revenge porn of China on his Instagram? It rings a vague bell. I'm not going to really go into it, but he got kicked off Instagram for a little while. And then China got a restraining order against Rob and accused Rob of domestic abuse. And then there have sort of been like a few lawsuits, a lot of allegations since. In September of 2017, um, China actually dropped her domestic abuse case against Rob and then Rob and Kylie filed a lawsuit against Black China for physically assaulting Rob with an iPhone cord and extorting the Kardashian family for financial gain. Apparently, Black China, um, Kylie said that she rampaged Kylie's house and destroyed $100,000 worth of damage. Jesus. And then after this, China came back with another defamation lawsuit against Rob and the Kardashian family. This is the one we're talking about now. Mm-hmm. It cited Chris, Kylie, Kim and Chloe among its defendants and claimed that China and her brand suffered significant damages from what transpired. So all of this. So nasty. So just yuck. It's just like back and forth and I just, it feels like... Black China's like just trying to make money off of the Kardashians. And yeah. also they and then, had a reality TV show. It was cancelled. Like, And then also the reality of being in the Kardashian family and actually seeing the power they can wield. But then it's like, well, you were trying to exploit them in the first place. So. Yeah. and But then Rob had the whole revenge porn thing, yeah, which, which is, is awful. A whole other thing. So the Kardashians tried to get this case, like, dismissed. And in 2020, a judge denied that request. So the mm. case is actually happening now. Now, another little tidbit is that jury selection for this trial happened on April 18th, and according to page six, the Kardashian Jenners appeared visibly annoyed after a potential juror said he couldn't remain impartial to the case because he had seen Kim's sex tape and would be replaying it over and over in his head if he was selected. Like, he was like, no, conflict of interest, I've seen the sex tape. Oh, my God. No wonder you're fucking annoyed. Anyway, Black China has taken the witness stand, like, 
as at the time of recording. Um, she said that the altercation at Kylie's house, which um, had to do with an iPhone cord, never went beyond property damage, but all the Kardashian Jenners are sort of saying that she wrapped it around his neck. Ooh. She said she did do that, but it was a joke. She said that the day of this altercation, it started with a celebration over Rob and China's renewal, like the TV show, but then Rob took her phone, accused her of cheating, adding that she smashed a gingerbread house and damaged a TV because she was really upset that he took her phone. Then the Kardashians legal team said that she took the cord, wrapped it around his neck and also pressed an unloaded gun to China, uh, to Rob's head. Oh my So it God. sounds like a really bad altercation. Anyway, China said she'd done those things as jokes. I came up behind him doing that jokely to get his attention. She claimed she grabbed Rob's gun because he was already messing with it and she was being funny while he FaceTimed his friends. It was not loaded. I would never shoot Rob or anyone. <laughs> just to clarify. Like, I'm sorry. What the fuck what is this trial? Is up with these celebrity relationships that are so, so, so fucked up. I know. And, and okay, and from now I'm just going to go through like six bullet points of what's happened so far in the trial. Right, hit me with it. Chris told the court that she was traumatized by Rob and China's 2016 altercation. Fair enough. Kylie said that China threatened to beat her while she was dating Tiger, like just as an aside. Kim and Chloe claimed they had no influence over producers over the producer's decision to cancel Robin China, which is one of the things that China's mm-hmm. real up in arms about. Corey Gamble said he witnessed China whipping and hitting Rob with a phone cord. Sorry, but the phone cord seems to be weapon of choice. Yeah. It's like not funny, but it's like the phone like cord. China in the bedroom with the phone cord. Yeah, anyway. it comes up so much. Mm. Producers say they cancelled the show because Rob and China were volatile, and basically, like it's still ongoing. But it sounds like, first of all, it sounds like all the Kardashians have actually had to come and testify, and which testify. is interesting. I wonder if this one will be brought. Well, obviously, it's not been It's not been broadcast, and we'll no. get into why um, the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard one is getting broadcast, because that's kind of interesting. But anyway, oh, the first story, naughty. The second oh, story, naughty. naughty, and the case is still um, unfolding. And, God, I hope that made sense to Honestly, you. Honestly, it's a bad week for celebrity relationships. No. Jason and Olivia divorced. True. Well, I mean, they divorced a while ago, but not true. the custard is still not set, <laughs> no. apparently. <laughs> No, okay. in the fridge a little longer. Anyway, before we get into the nuts and bolts of the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial, let's hear from our sponsors. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. So here is an ad for us by us. I want to have a super quick chat to you all about Cisco supporters. This is the new way that you can support what we do here at Shit You Should Care About. Because right now, we're in a studio, which costs money to hire, with an audio engineer who we've got to pay, and every week we're researching, scripting, and hosting this thing for you, all which takes time, resources, and it costs money. You'll also notice that we're using valuable advertising space here, space which we often leave empty because we want to make sure that we're only partnering with the best and most vibey people. 
So for all of these reasons, we need your support to keep doing what we do. So please, if you have $1 or if you have $100, consider becoming a Cisco supporter so that we can keep doing this for you. The link is in the show notes. We love you so much. Bye. Okay, Luz. Ready? Uh, well, are you ready? I'm ready. Because I'm not sure if I am. But everyone strap in because this is quite a long spiel, but it's fucking interesting and there's a lot to take from it. And we all need it. I am sick of seeing 30-second TikToks that strip everything of everything. I need a long seconds from an hour and a half video. Yeah. Like, that's what's being taken. Anyway, so Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard. I'm sure you all have been aware that this is going on because it's all over TikTok. And it's all over media. But there's, as we said before, there's not actually been that many good explainers about what's actually going on. So we are here for you. So I thought we could start off with who are Johnny Depp and Amber Heard and why the fuck is this going on, basically. So we all know who Johnny Depp is. He's a household name. He's a 58-year-old actor that gained major recognition after playing Captain Jack Sparrow in the Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, he was also in films such as Edward Scissorhands, Sweeney Todd, and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Um, he's had some pretty high Was pro- he in Charlie or in Willy Wonka? Uh, was it Willy Wonka? Willy in the Wonka, Chocolate, I think. Because he was Willy Wonka, mm, wasn't he? Mm, creepy. Quite right. Um, he has also had some pretty high-profile relationships with the likes of Kate Moss, Winona Ryder. Mm. And then he was with a French actress, singer-slash-model, Vanessa Paradis, for 14 years. And she's the woman that he shares his two children with, Lily Rose and Jack. So Amber Heard, had you heard of Amber Heard before this came about? Um, I had not heard of Amber Heard outside of, I think, when I first heard about her writing that op-ed. Right, okay, I didn't even know about the op-ed. I, like, heard rumours about him being, you know, an abuser. But that was pretty much it. So Amber Heard, she's 36 now. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they got together, she was 26 and he was 48. So 10 years ago. Okay. So there's quite the age gap. Yeah. Um, so she's in the Aquaman franchise, which I've never seen. But I've never seen. I did read today that apparently she, in the next Aquaman, appears for only like 10 only minutes. Only 10 minutes, yeah. So I don't know whether that is... Due well, to the trial? Or, yeah, or mm. whether the whatever, trying to get rid of her anyway. Yeah. Um, so she was also in Friday Night Lights and Pineapple Express, as well as many other works. So she's pretty oh. famous. Like, she's been in quite a few things. Damn. But he's definitely, I mean, he's yeah. hugely famous, right? Yeah. Like, he's definitely the famous one out of the pair. So they met on the set of a film called The Rum Diaries, which Johnny Depp helped create in 2009. A couple of years later, they spent time together promoting the film, and then they began dating in 2012. Um, so in 2009, they were both with other people, and then they both had split up with mm. their partners by 2012, and they got together. The pair then married in 2015, and that marriage only lasted for 15 months. So oh. pretty short-lived. Yeah, okay. Amber then filed for divorce in May 2016 and obtained a temporary restraining order against Johnny Depp as she claimed he was verbally and physically abusive towards her. 
So this is kind of when all of the legalities came in and it's been a long string of legal issues. So this isn't the first time they've been in court. Mm. So Johnny put out a public statement at this time saying, given the brevity of this marriage and the most recent and tragic loss of his mother, Johnny will not respond to any of the salacious, false stories, gossip, misinformation and lies about his personal life. Hopefully the disillusion of this short marriage will be resolved quickly. So quite obviously it was not resolved quickly as here we are in 2022. So Amber Heard had then accused Depp of physical and emotional abuse that spanned years all over their relationship. She said that he was routinely explosively angry and physically violent, especially when under the influence of substances. So Johnny has been known to have issues with alcohol and has been a casual drug user, um, which now I think he's trying to get sober from. So Heard wrote in her court documents that there was one severe incident on December 2015 where she truly feared for her life. Um, she also arrived at court with bruises all over her face. So this was in 2016 when she was obtaining the restraining order which mm-hmm. she was granted. There's text between Heard and Depp's assistant. These are an alleged conversation. So these were leaked in right. 2014. Um, so the assistant's called Stephen and Stephen wrote... Think he's just texted you. He's incredibly apologetic and knows that he has done wrong. He wants to get better now. He's been very explicit about that this morning. Feel like we're at a critical juncture. And then Amber says, yes, but I don't know how to be around him after what he did to me yesterday. I don't know if I can stay with him. Stephen said he wants to see you so much. He's distraught. Amber said, look, he thinks he doesn't deserve this. Obviously, he has no idea what he did or to the extent that he did it. If someone was truly honest with him about how bad it really was, he'd be appalled. I'm sad that he doesn't have a better way to really know the severity of his actions yesterday. Unfortunately for me, I remember it in full detail, everything that happened. And then they talk about how he kicked her, basically. So it just shows that he... The whole kind of argument is that Johnny was often intoxicated and blacked out and couldn't remember doing these things to Amber, and she really uses that against him Mm. in this argument. Um, There was also a leaked video of Johnny Depp being drunk and aggressive in what I'm guessing is their kitchen home. Have you seen this, Luz? Mm -mm. So Amber's secretly recording him, and he's sort of walking around the kitchen, slamming doors, kicking shit, screaming, motherfucker. And then she's in the background sort of saying, like, what happened? Like, nothing has happened to you this morning. Don't you know that? And then he's drunkenly going, nothing happened to you this morning. And then he, like, finishes this bottle of wine, and then she's like, have you drunk this all before now? Like, this is in the morning time. And then he sees the phone that he's being recorded and he like grabs it and it's like definitely aggressive behavior um but you can also kind of see that she's like egging him on in a weird way and also apparently the footage allegedly the footage was edited which cut out a lot of the bits where she was really egging him on and kind of like i don't know gaslighting him to an extent yeah and i guess there's a whole conversation about 
Are you egging them on or did you need to collect evidence so you had to ask probing questions? Exactly. So super, super complicated. So at the moment, we're still back in 2016, right? So this was used in that first court hearing. Um, Depp didn't comment on the situation publicly since that first public statement that he released. But even so, certain tabloids were beginning to discredit Heard's statements. They were bringing up the fact that Heard was arrested in 2009 for allegedly assault her partner at the time, Tazia Van Rie. And this is an excerpt from the cut. So Heard allegedly grabbed Rhee's arm and struck her at the Seattle-Tacoma International Airport. She was arrested and appeared in court the next day. But then Van Rie said that this has been misinterpreted and overly sensationalized by the two individuals in a powerful position, i.e. the police. Responding to the resurfaced arrest, Van Rees said that Heard had been wrongfully accused, adding, it's disheartening that Amber's integrity and story are being questioned yet again. Amber is a brilliant, honest, and beautiful woman, and I have the utmost respect for her. So really fucking weird. So from the get-go, there has been this whole idea of there's a potential mutually abusive relationship happening Mm -hmm. here, but I guess at the time... We were probably just entering the Me Too era or the like really, really believe woman. And we still, you know, believe fucking woman. Absolutely. But I can, yeah, I can see where this is all coming to a head in the court case. Absolutely. I think it's showing a really complicated case where there's a lot of nuances. And as you said, Lucy, mutually abusive um, behavior all round. Yeah, that was kind of weird because in terms of her past partner because Mm. she obviously the police must have got called but then again she defended her not quite sure what was going on there so however by mid-august 2016 amber heard and johnny depp had actually reached a settlement so they released this statement our relationship was intensely passionate and at times volatile but always bound by love Neither party has made false accusations for financial gains. There was never an intent of physical or emotional harm. Amber wishes the best for Johnny in the future. Okay. I wonder why they released that. Really, really weird. That was, yeah, yeah, 2016. Right. So the figure of the settlement. So bearing in mind, Johnny and Amber hadn't signed a prenup. Okay. So there's there's so there's so a lot of layers. There's a lot of ammo. The figure of the settlement started off at four million dollars, so from Johnny Depp to pay Amber Heard, but Amber apparently kept pushing for more money, and it ended up being seven million dollars that she was going to get paid. Johnny's accountant and business manager said in court that Johnny also had to pay all of the taxes along with Amber's legal fees um, of five hundred thousand dollars, and then Amber went to publicly pledge that she would pay all of the seven million dollars to. Two different charities so the money would split in half three and a half would go to the aclu which is a charity that combats violence against women and then the other half would go to the children's hospital of los angeles right but what's interesting is that on april 28th so just a couple of days ago um the chief operating officer of aclu testified in court that um, the donation that Heard was supposed to send the organization was, in fact, not complete. So she had only donated 1.3 of the 3.5 million that was paid on her behalf, um, as they believe she ran into financial difficulties. But he also said he wasn't aware 
of any change in the fact that Amber Heard's intention was still to pay the full sum. Oh, okay. So she's only paid less than half of so it. So she's paid less than half of it to that one charity. Yeah. And so that's like nothing of the seven million. It's less than half. We don't know if she's paid the children's charity. Not quite sure at this right. stage of the game. And I mean the the guy from the ACLU has to say that maybe she's still intending to pay the rest because he can't be like, you know, he's not in her head. And Damn. also what's really interesting is that they were going to pay it straight to the charities, mm. you know, because that would make sense. Mm-hmm. But then Amber requested it to be paid to her so she could make the contributions, okay. which just... It just sort of messes it, just it up a bit. It screams what the fuck is actually yeah. going on. People have been saying that it could be, you know, a significant liability for Miss Hurd's case because obviously it's all about credibility, this mm. case. So if she's lying about that and where she's put the money, then kind of like what else is she Absolutely. lying about? It definitely um, calls for concern. So then in 2018, the whole thing kind of got reopened because she wrote an opinion piece for the Washington Post, which was titled, I spoke out against sexual violence and faced our culture's wrath. That has to change. And this piece was quite obviously about Johnny Depp, but it never spoke of him by name, but kind of everyone knew. If you can put two and two together, you do, and you get Johnny Depp if you read this. Exactly. So the essay kind of talks about the consequences that this trial, this first trial in 2016, had on Amber Heard's career. She says that she was a public figure representing domestic abuse and wrote about the limits of the Me Too movement Here's a quote. Imagine a powerful man as a ship like the Titanic. That ship is a huge enterprise. When it strikes an iceberg, there are a lot of people on board desperate to patch up holes, not because they believe in or even care about the ship, but because their own fates depend on the enterprise. Interesting analogy. Mm. You kind of do see that, I guess, in court. You know, Johnny Depp, I think I didn't quite realize, which I should have if I actually thought more about it. But obviously he's employing a shitload of people. Like he's a brand, he's a company in himself. And I guess so he's – all of these people's livelihoods depend on him. He's also been super, super generous with even like Amber Heard's friends and family. A lot of them had been living rent-free in his condos. Mm. And he often gives rent-free accommodation to his friends or loans to his friends or helps his friends start up shit. So it's like – you know, he's being taken advantage of in terms of money a lot by yeah. a lot of people who are just trying to save their own asses. So I understand what she's saying there. But what's now happened is that Depp is trying to sue Amber Heard $50 million. As he says, the article irreparably damaged his career. He lost, I think it was the sixth um, Pirates of the Caribbean movie, which I think was estimated to earn him about $40 million. Mm. So... That's where we're at with the court. That's why we're in court right now. This is what we're seeing live is him suing her. But then she's also counter suing him for $100 million. Saying I didn't defame you. Exactly. So for anyone that's wondering what defamation is, it's basically when you write about or ruin someone's reputation because of what you've said in the media or, you know, somewhere else. Like Mm -hmm. it's a reputation thing. The only way to combat a defamation lawsuit is the truth. So you can't defame someone if you're telling the truth. Mm-hmm. So Johnny Depp will be saying that he alluded, even though he didn't use her by, even though she didn't use his name, she knew that people would know who 
he was and that she was writing about him and she must think it's the truth to have written this. He's obviously saying it's not the truth. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And now she is coming back with a bigger lawsuit against him saying it was the truth and now you're defaming me? Yeah, I guess so because he's saying all of this shit about her as well, which is potentially going to harm her career. Um, He did actually try – well, he actually tried to sue a newspaper group um, the Sun in 2018 before this because they referred to him as a wife beater. Mm. Um, and this trial showed 14 instances of abuse that Heard says occurred between 2013 and 2016, all of which Depp denied. And then he turned the accusations back on her, basically saying that um, she was abusing him. Um, but this lawsuit, he lost, so he mm. didn't get any money from The Sun. Wow. So obviously now he's going directly to the source. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, that's the context. And now we can kind of get properly into the trial, what's going on at the moment. I think we're in week three now. So it's a really fucking long process. You know, like if you watch when people testify on YouTube, it's really interesting, but it does take a long time. It's like, you know, an hour and a half or whatever per person. Mm-hmm. And you can skip through a lot of it. but And I just, it's estimated to take about six weeks at least, isn't it, the trial? I, I believe so. We haven't heard from Amber yet. We haven't. We're still hearing from Johnny's side. And this is the thing. Amber's going to have the last word, So, which is an upper hand to her, mm. which is going to be really, really interesting. I think before we get into it further, I think Lucy and I are coming from a position where it's like we don't know all of the facts at all. We don't even need to make an opinion. No. That's the big thing is – Us, all of us, and you listening, we are not expected, nor should we take sides. This is not our legal battle. Unless something becomes extremely obvious and clear, we can use this as a learning moment. Absolutely. We can talk about it. We can watch it. We can look at what abuse looks like. We can look at personality disorders, and we can really look at what leads to something like this. And learn from it. Absolutely, because it doesn't happen in a vacuum. Even if it's one-sided abuse, often it is childhood trauma that comes up. We need to we need to understand these things to prevent it. Yeah. So we're not here to take sides, but we are here to explain what we've got. Exactly. Not excuse, but explain. Not excuse, but explain. Similar, again, to the Kanye West episodes. Absolutely. This is a super, super hairy, dark issue and I think the more that you get into it the more confused you are it's so easy to scroll on TikTok and see the justice for Johnny you know hashtags and that's just like such a small small piece of the pie there's no context to that so I would really um, encourage people not to kind of get in that rabbit hole yeah I mean interestingly enough it hasn't even come up everyone's been saying that it's been on their for you pages all over their for Mm. you pages And maybe it's because I have a really good and balanced feed, but I doubt it. I'm really surprised that me of all people, it hasn't really flooded my For You page. I have some quick stats just about the social media aspect of this because it's wild. So videos tagged Johnny Depp on TikTok have 11.3 billion views right now. Mm. Justice for Johnny Depp has about 6 billion views. And the Justice... And the justice for Amber Heard has about 21 million. So we're like looking at 6 billion versus 21 million. And it makes sense because Johnny Depp has a fandom online. And fandoms, while they are amazing, one thing they do is 
really rally behind the person they love and put their opinion out there and get more people to rally. And so it's like taking sides is like their favorite pastime, whereas this situation doesn't require us to take a side. And honestly, TikTok and the like online sleuthing and true crimeness of the world at the moment on the internet is just, it's not helpful. Super problematic. It's like not about us. And it also comes back to, you know, checking your chamber, check your echo chamber. As you said, Lucy, what, 6 billion views for Johnny Depp. Like that ratio is wild. So you need to acknowledge what media you're ingesting and what's forming your opinions. And what's missing. I mean, we have the whole of Amber's side right now missing. missing. So it makes... It doesn't make sense because this is a huge discrepancy in the numbers of TikToks being made for Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard. But, like, just acknowledge what you're not seeing. Don't feel like you have to pick a side. You can think and internalize things, but maybe you don't need to add to the content. It's not an excuse for you to make more content. And you can allow your opinion to change or your thoughts on what's going on to change with new information Mm. as we've all been trying to do, adapting with this fast-paced world we live in. So back to the actual trial. So in the first week, Johnny and Amber's marriage therapist, Dr. Laurel Anderson, took the stand. And she had worked with Heard and Depp in 2015 when they were trying to fix their marriage. She claimed within her work that what she saw within the couple was mutual abuse. So Johnny would often run away when they'd have fights, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's what he learned in his childhood, which we will also get to. So if he was going to leave her to de-escalate the fight, she would strike him to keep him there because she would rather be in the fight than have him leave because she was so, like, so, so scared of being abandoned. Okay, and this is their marriage counsel saying this. This is literally the crux of why they were so toxic is because they obviously both had these childhood traumas that created these crazy emotional reactions. His was to flee. Hers was to fight. To fight when someone was fleeing. So, so they don't match they up. They just don't match up. And this is like a worst case scenario of when two personalities collide and two personal histories collide that just rub each other the totally Mm. wrong way. Mm -hmm. She also testified that she saw multiple small bruises on Heard's face one time. Um, But this was only when Amber came by herself, never when she was with Johnny. The whole argument behind Amber having these bruises and things was that a lot of people say they never saw it until she was kind of by herself or they would appear later than they should, you know, kind of accusing her of maybe painting them on or self-inflicting. Hmm. So that was a really interesting testimony from the, the marriage, marriage therapist. Yeah. Then depth security guard testified. He said he recounted verbal fights, but he didn't witness any physical abuse bar Amber throwing a plastic cup at Depp. But he did provide the court with a picture of Johnny Depp from December 2015 that shows injuries on Johnny Depp's face. So really swollen. And apparently he walked into a door was Mm -hmm. what allegedly happened. But then this guy was like, well, maybe the door walked into him sort Mm. of thing. Johnny Depp also took the stand. He told the court that he felt a responsibility to clear his name, and that was kind of the whole reason he was up there. Um, He denied that he ever struck Heard or any woman for that matter. However, there were a number of voice memos that were used as as evidence against him. So 
There's a voice memo of Amber Heard telling him to, quote, put his cigarettes out on someone else, and he comes back with, shut up, fat ass. Um, Depp denied putting his cigarette out on Heard and called the recording a grossly exaggerated moment of Miss Heard. Um, There was another clip where Amber says, I cry in my bathroom after I dumped you a week prior after you beat the shit out of me. To which Johnny Depp says, I made a huge mistake. I won't do it again. So, I mean, there have, yeah, I have seen some texts and like there's been voicemails voicemails and things that do really point mm-hmm. to the abuse on both sides. Like I don't think either of them should come out and say that either of them are in the clear for anything. Totally. There were some pretty fucked up texts yeah. that came out from Johnny Depp usually texting his friends. Mm. There were a couple of people that he would send these texts to. He said that it was all dark humor and the fact that he had all of this darkness going on and he needed somewhere to let it out. But when you hear the text, I mean, it's pretty abysmal. Yeah. Like, rotting corpse was decomposing in the fucking trunk of a Honda Civic, referring to Amber. So there was a text to... Amber Heard's former agent, who I think they were both friends with outside of work, um, he said, Johnny Depp said, that Amber was, in quote, begging for a total global humiliation. She's going to get it. I have no mercy, no fear, and not an ounce of emotion or what I once thought was love for this gold-digging, low-level, dime-a-dozen, mushy, pointless, dangling, overused, flappy fish market. I'm so fucking happy she wants to fight this out. She will hit the wall hard. That was an expression he'd used quite a lot. And I cannot wait to have this waste of a cum guzzler out of my life. Holy shit. And then to another actor, he wrote, let's drown her before we burn her. I will fuck her burnt corpse afterwards to make sure she's dead. Which is just fucking awful. Yeah. Like these are disgusting, but also really important because there's been so many pro Johnny Depp you know, the outweighing of pro Johnny Depp things to totally. pro Amber Heard and like, yeah, you shouldn't take sides, but we need to show that the things were happening on Absolutely. Each, each people. Yeah, like each. sorry for that being so explicit, but I think it is good in terms of, yeah, the kind Giving of as much context as we can. ratio split that's going mm. on at the moment. So there were other ones. I mean, all of it was pretty nasty. Um, and then – He was also asked a lot about his substance abuse. So as we said before, he's struggled with alcohol addiction in the past, also addiction to opioids, which I think he got addicted to after dental surgery. So Johnny Depp isn't much of a partier. I think anyone who's watched his videos, he's pretty like low-key, quite seems quite gentle. Um you know, he's he's a guy that would stay at home and play his guitar, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but he'd use a lot of drugs, he said, to numb myself from the ghosts, the wraiths that were still in me. Um, he said it was self-medication moments where what you want to escape from is your own brain, your own head. But then he says that Heard kind of used the substance abuse as an easy target. This kind of reminds me, and this may not be right, but have you watched The Girl on the Train? Mm. I can't really remember what happened in it. Basically, she was an alcoholic. Yes. And then her partner 
was super abusive and but he used it to gaslight her into thinking that she was she, abusing him and yes. that she had done all of these things and because she couldn't remember she believed it. She believed it. it. And it's like you know, Similar the thing. question is, which I'm not saying is true yeah. or false at all, but that can be Well the question used is against him. In your blackouts, did you do it or did you not? And there was one person that was apparently sober who can fill the gap. Absolutely. But you can't just trust that that person's gap. Like, you only have one account so and you can't trust that one account. This is what Johnny's saying, mm. I think. But then he's also... It's, it's funny with Johnny because he's also said that he was sober for quite a lot of their relationship. But then there's evidence that points to the fact that he wasn't. Um, in this email that he wrote to Amber Heard saying, once again, I find myself in a place of shame and regret. Of course, I am sorry. I really don't know what happened or why, but I will never do it again. I want to get better for you and for me. I must. My illness somehow crept up and grabbed me. I can't live like that again. I know you can't either. Um, But then he would go on to say that, you know, he was sober for most of their relationship also, everyone that came and talked about Johnny's substance abuse said that he handles his alcohol really, really well and he handles drugs really, really well. And although they see him drink a lot, that people have barely ever seen him drunk. Wow. Like okay. people having 20-year friendships with him said, I've seen him drunk twice. Oh, okay. So this is interesting. I it's feel just like not matching up. No, it's not matching up. And maybe things will make more sense when we hear Amber's side of the story. Like mm-hmm. because maybe they weren't seeing him drunk, but when he was getting home, he like, you know, yeah, really changed. Absolutely. Or, yeah. Because you don't know what you don't know. No. Depp would often call his addiction or his alcohol use as the monster. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of texts where he's sort of saying the monster, the monster, one of which he told, I don't know who he actually sent this to, but a friend, that he locked his monster child away in a cage deep within. Um, and then in relation to his relationship with Amber Heard, that all he had to do was send the monster away and lock him up, and he and Heard had been happier than ever. So some of this is pointing to the fact that he thinks in himself that alcohol was one of the reasons for the demise of their relationship. Mm. Sounds like he has some things that he needs to certainly work through. You yeah. can't just lock up the worst parts of you because they will come out, as we see. Exactly. And so you might be wondering, what are these worst parts? Like, mm. what are these monsters and these demons from Johnny Depp's past that he's trying to, I don't know, it's cage? Or yeah. cage. So Depp actually goes into this in his testimony when he's on stand. He talks about his abusive childhood and that he suffered abuse from both his mother and his father. He said his father would beat him with a white leather belt, whereas his mother would throw ashtrays, shove, push, things like that, and also be super verbally and emotionally abusive. Um, The sentiment was also reiterated by Johnny's sister, and she told the court that both herself and Johnny had suffered major physical and emotional abuse by their parents. Um, She goes quite into detail about the relationship that they had with their mother. Um, I think she had what they said was like nervous issues, so she took medication for her nerves. Mm -hmm. Um, And she would call them names. So Johnny Depp's sister was actually called Christy, and their mother would call her Violet. And Violet was the name of their dad's mum who she absolutely hated. So it was just like little things to make them feel shit all the time. Yeah. So 
Christy, the sister, details a very close relationship between her and Johnny. Apparently they were best friends, they were the youngest of the family, and they would just run away and hide whenever this abuse happened. So Christy said she talked about witnessing verbal fights between Johnny and Amber and that she saw a pattern emerging from childhood um, you know, where Johnny would try and run away because yeah. that's how he learned to cope with, with Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so there were major parallels between the relationship Johnny had formed with Amber to the re- relationship he had with his mother in childhood. Um, and then Johnny reiterates this by saying that Hurd would use his weaknesses as ammunition to verbally decimate him. Johnny told the jury that he stayed with Hurd after she became abusive out of concern that she would kill herself. Okay. So the whole thing, you know, if you leave me, I'm going to kill myself, um, which actually connected to his mother because his mother had a suicide attempt after their father left oh her yeah. when he was a child. So. Miss Hurd apparently had spoken of suicide on a couple of occasions. That was a quote from Johnny. I thought maybe I could help her because he'd obviously been through it before. Um, And then during the testimony, Johnny goes on to talk about meeting Amber and the early days of their relationship and why he was attracted to her. So he said she was attentive. She was loving. She was smart. She was kind. She was funny. She was understanding. And we had many things in common. He also said that she almost seemed too good to be true. So... One of the first red flags that he ran into was that every day when he'd come home from work, she'd pour him a glass of wine and she'd take off his boots to be like, you know, relax, you're yeah. home, whatever. And he said he'd never been treated like that before. It was like being treated like a king. Mm-hmm. And then one day she was on the phone when he came home. And so he sat down and he took off his boots. And then she came in once she was off the phone and said, what did you just do? And then he was like, oh, like I took off my boots like you were on the phone. And she was like, no, that's my thing. That's what I do. And she got real angry about it. And then he was like, okay, like okay, what the red flag, yeah. And then like another sort of red flag was she would become really irritated if he didn't want to go to bed at the same time as her. So she would like throw a major fight Oh, if he was like, I want to stay up and watch TV. She was mm. like, that was just like unacceptable to her. So just so super controlling, ownership-y, ownership-y yeah. controlling behavior. So, yeah, that's kind of the context of, of Johnny of Johnny and the abuse. There was one major incident where Johnny's finger got sliced off. I was wondering if you were going to talk about this. So Johnny Depp says that they were having a huge fight, which was apparently about the prenup or the right. lack thereof, and heard threw two vodka bottles at him, one smashed and totally sliced the top of his finger off. Fuck. And then he quoted, I was looking directly at the bones sticking out. Blood was just pouring out. I don't know what a nervous breakdown feels like, but that's probably the closest I've ever been. Nothing made sense, and I knew in my mind and in my heart that this is not life. He said he then began writing on the wall in his blood little reminders of the lies that she had told him and he'd caught her in. Oh, Um, my God. It's really fucked up. Yeah. But when he went to the hospital, he told them that he'd cut his finger because he didn't want, you know, classic, like, domestic abuse. Yes. And then also they have the media attention. Yeah, exactly, exactly. 
So there was a testimony from Depp's doctor, a guy called Dr. David Kepper, and he first he addressed Depp's alcohol and drug use, and he said he recalled the actor um, detoxing and him helping after he allegedly became dependent on opioids. So obviously there's proper evidence there. And then in terms of the vodka bottle, um, Heard's team was trying to say that it was self-inflicted, that he'd cut off his own <sighs> finger which isn't what happened as the doctor confirmed he saw broken glass in the kitchen at the time. But he couldn't say whether it was actually from the vodka bottle, but there was a lot of blood around the home. Mm -hmm. And I think they were questioning Johnny, like, how did that actually happen? And then there's a recording, another voice memo, where Amber Heard says, the last time things got really crazy between us, I really did think I was going to lose my life and I thought you would do it on accident. And then Johnny Depp responds, I lost a fucking finger, man. I had a can of mineral spirits thrown at my nose. Shit. And then she goes on to say, tell the people it was a fair fight and see what the jury and judge think. Tell the world, Johnny. Tell them I, Johnny Depp, I'm a victim too of domestic violence and it was a fair fight. See if people believe or side with you. And this quote is one that has gone far and wide mm. because – Newsflash, men can be victims of domestic abuse. Absolutely. And for you to try and play off the fact that society maybe takes the woman's side when you are a woman is just like so backwards to the cause. It's just so, so awful because it takes away the credibility of all domestic abuse survivors. By her saying, see if people believe you. Like, Genuinely, and then her kind of making herself the face of domestic violence in 2018 with that piece. Yeah. And then you can actually see the way that she's twisting things. Like That's, that piece of evidence yeah, is... It's quite crucial. I mean, there's been a lot of like terrible, terrible things from Johnny's end as well, but then to see how it's being manipulated from her end potentially too is just... I mean, it's mutual. It's mutual. I mean, it, it does sound from... From where we're at so far, it really does sound like she's the instigator and that he would try and run away from fights and she would follow him and follow him and follow him until he would burst, mm. basically. And so, again, we're not excusing the bursting, but we're explaining the lead up to his outbursts, should they have happened in the way she said. Absolutely. And to kind of follow along with the manipulation of injuries. So the court saw some photos of bruises and scratches um, that Johnny said he sustained during confrontations with Heard. One where Depp said he tried to stop Heard from pushing into the bathroom because he had run away and he'd hide in the bathroom and she'd follow him. And then she ended up kicking the door into his head because he was kind of looking under to see whether she was there or yeah. something. So there was another fight where she said that he broke her nose and then she wouldn't face him so she, he couldn't see what had happened. But then I'm like, how did he break her nose anyway? Yeah. Basically, then she went to the bathroom and then he went in there afterwards and on the tissue paper was red nail varnish. Oh. So it's just like so. little things like this where she was – well, little things like that were just kind of a things. huge thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. Basically, this whole trial is based on Amber's credibility of whether what she says is true. And this really doesn't help. Yeah. 
the most wild allegation, which I think was one of the final kind of things that happened during their marriage, is that Amber Heard turned 30 in 2016. Basically, his mother had just passed away, Mm -hmm. like literally the day before or something. And so he said that he was going to be late to the party. And then... He got there after a long meeting with his accountants about, you know, what they were going to do with his mother's finances and her just like lost it. Well, just continued to berate him the entire evening about it. And then when he said he was leaving, um, he says she started hitting him. And then that's when she, the next morning she went to Coachella and he wanted to go back to the house to collect some things because I think this was like a huge fight. They were kind of done. And then someone who was close to him was sort of like, no, I don't think you should go to the house. And he's like, why? This is the perfect opportunity. She's gone with her friends. She won't be there. And then his friend showed him a picture of what was human fecal matter. Have you heard about this? Yeah. On his bed. Um, And then – so she shed on his bed. She shed on his bed, basically. And then she blamed it on the dogs. But it was human. But it was definitely human. And then it, I think she's then gone to say that it was a practical joke. And then this is an interesting thing because this is something that got memed online. I mm. think they called it Me Poo instead of Me Turn. It's just like it's not that helpful. didn't need to happen. It's not helpful like for Like the anything. online stuff it's has actually, been disgusting. Yeah, it's really fucked up. Like you don't need to make light of everything going on. No. Like I know that these are really hard subjects to handle, but it's like. Some of them are just hard and you take them at face value. Exactly. You just have to carry on. Like you just have to. You can learn about them. But yeah. it's just like that was one where I was like, damn. And because I was deciding like, do I cover this in the newsletter or not? And I was like, no, because the tone of this newsletter right now is quite light. And I'm not going to make light of this because I want us to unpack it properly. A hundred percent. I definitely agree. So that was kind of the end of Johnny being on stand. Then another really important person that they got to testify was a forensic psychologist called Dr. Shannon Curry. And she told the jurors that she believed that Amber Heard had borderline personality disorder or suffers from it um, alongside histrionic personality disorder. So this is where things get really complicated, I think. So she was hired by Depp because he thought that Amber was struggling with her mental health. So he hired Dr. Curry to conduct a psychological evaluation of Amber Heard. And after spending 12 hours with Miss Heard, and conducting a whole series of mental health tests and reviewing her medical records, she came out with these two diagnoses. I think this is actually a really interesting and quite important like, and quite a smart thing to do in terms of the case. Definitely. Also interesting to know that um, psychologists, I mean, they're fucking amazing at their jobs and the fact that they would have been looking at Amber Heard and Amber Heard knows exactly why she's being sort of examined so they have to see through any of the bullshit that might be in the facade and this is the thing so there's people that show really sophisticated symptoms which Mm -hmm. basically mean they're really good at covering up they're really self-aware so they kind of like know that what they're thinking or doing is a bit shady or not quite right or whatever so they've 
created ways in which to come across like super charming and charismatic or apparently everyone says when they first meet her she seems really lovely Mm -hmm. and put together dr curry said over time i mean she's a trained expert in kind of looking for these symptoms. Mm. So she said that it's hard, like it's fucking hard to see, but she rated really highly on these scales basically. So I think we should go into a little bit of what borderline personality disorder is um, as well as histrionic personality disorder. So personality personality disorders are basically clusters of symptoms that – can present together with borderline personality disorder there's kind of nine things that you look out for and if you have five of those things that are kind of coming across in your personality then you can get that official diagnosis Mm -hmm. but the thing is there's lots of different types of borderline personality disorders because obviously there's heaps of different combinations that you could have five out of the nine Mm -hmm. so it presents really differently in different people which is really important which we're going to go into the kind of stigma stigmatization of personality disorders in general because they've got this really horrible kind of negative connotation towards them Mm. Which isn't fair. So the nine things are fear of abandonment, unstable or changing relationships, unstable self-image, struggle with identity or sense of self, impulse of damaging behaviors, reckless driving, binge eating, often making bad decisions, etc. Suicidal behavior or self-injury, varied or random mood swings, constant feelings of worthlessness or sadness, explosive anger and stress-related paranoia or loss of contact with reality. So I can't exactly remember what type of borderline personality disorder that Amber Heard has been diagnosed with. But the main thing here is fear of abandonment and also unstable or changing relationships so basically often with borderline personality disorder or bpd when they're in a relationship they'll either idolize their partner like literally this can swing in an hour really idolize them they're the best thing in the world they're the fucking king of the castle whatever and then like the next minute I hate you, you're awful, Mm -hmm. like you're everything that's wrong with the world sort of thing. And you swing between these two things constantly. Mm -hmm. Um, So obviously that makes it really hard to have consistent relationships with people. Um, And then also, as we said before, the fear of abandonment and Johnny Depp would run away. And there was a really good article about people with BPD getting on TikTok and talking about kind of the case and what they think about her diagnosis um, which I was thought was good to kind of have it from people in that community Mm -hmm. anyway so there's a person called Marv Rose who runs an account dedicated to raising awareness for borderline personality disorder she thought that Amber Heard's diagnosis was an opportunity to educate others about the diagnosis and to help attempt to lift the stigma that's often attached to this sort of mental illness. She said, I believe that it's wrong to make assumptions based off BPD and any mental illness of one severe case because we are all very different. There are over 250 combinations of BPD. So there is a spectrum when it comes to symptoms. So we can't just look at this case. We don't even know if Amber Heard absolutely does have it. Um, If she does, though, we can't just look at her and be like, all people with BPD 
DR abusive because that is just not the case at all. I was going to say, I would almost argue, because this person's saying it's good to break the stigma, Mm -hmm. I would argue that it's also bad because unless you think quite hard about it and know that there are multiple different ways it can present, you would equate BPD to Amber Heard and this wild trial and some of the things that she's been doing. And that's just not the case for everyone. It's not the case for everyone. And it's especially not the case for people who have been treated Mm -hmm. because as Mavros says, um, that, Amber Heard's case is a result of not being treated. Exactly. And fortunately, we've seen um, dialectic behavior therapy, which is a type of cognitive behavioral therapy, kind of when you go to a psychologist and talk things out, um, do wonderful things in terms of treating BPD because it can teach them emotional regulation, distress tolerance, and mindfulness. So, kind of learning how to manage the manage the and how they feel. Absolutely. She goes on to say that I believe there is a stigma attached to borderline personality disorder because it's not often talked about in mainstream media, except for in the extreme Mm -hmm. cases of abuse. And even professionals are still learning more about exactly what it causes them and how to treat them. So that's so true. Like, you know, when these things come into the media, is always the extreme cases. Kanye West and bipolar disorder. We had to do a whole episode explaining what bipolar truly meant because otherwise people are only taking it from these cases that really unfortunately untreated people have gone to the extremes with them absolutely she says um i think everyone has the capacity to be good or bad which is absolutely true and people with bpd much like any others need to heal and they need accessible resources um she hopes that the discussion around Amber Heard's diagnosis leads to more open dialogue about BPD in more than just a negative light. Or people realising, I mean, if it's possible, if you have BPD and you are in the position to be like, oh, maybe I should get some help because that's exactly how I feel. I don't know. If Absolutely. That's- there was also, um, I read a really good article written by someone with BPD in Pop Sugar, a girl called Emma Flint. Um, the article was titled The Herd Depp Case Illustrates the Stigma Around BPD. Um, And she said, In my own relationships, I'll admit I have a terrible temper. I personally suffer with awful mood swings accompanied by rage and hysteria. Does that sound extreme? Yes. Does that make me a bad person? No. I may go to dark places, but the most harm done is always to myself, not someone else. Right. So... It's. I think, again, looking at this with an empathetic lens yeah. because it's like if Amber Heard does have BPD, it's a pretty horrible thing to have. have and to live with. And, you know, these things are often out of people's control if they're not treated. Mm. I get, so, It comes back to having the support system around you to get you the help you need. Exactly. Like with Kanye and he lost his mum, who and was then his main. If he's if she's looking to Johnny for her support system who's got all of this traumatic shit. childhood shit that is majorly triggering by her shit, then we end up with the shit show that is their relationship. And, and yeah, it's just all about trying to understand. And it is hard to understand and do the work and do the research. Mm-hmm. Hence why we're here trying to talk it out. But it, it, this brings us an opportunity to understand rather than take a side. I know I keep coming back to that, but it's because... No, but that's the crux of this is. argument. This is why we're talking about it. So, yeah, there's a whole lot of layers with that case. I mean, there's also layers that I'm not really going to go into about the 
power dynamic between Johnny and Amber, the fact that he is a lot older than her. He has a lot more success and a lot more kind of weight in the industry. But then also what really struck me was the other power dynamic between Hurd being this beautiful up and coming actress and him kind of, she would always call him this like washed up Mm. fat man that would end up alone. Like she would say shit like that to him all the time. So it was like there was a power dynamic there in terms of like, he was well aware that she was in her prime and he wasn't. And then there's what does this do to the credibility of the Me Too movement when you have this young woman who's spoken out about her abuse and now when everything comes to light, it was a mutually abusive relationship and she's saying no one's going to believe you and, he, like, it's just it's who do so you believe? complicated. Exactly. And then I've also read articles about BPD can sometimes be a bit of a scapegoat diagnosis for people in abusive relationships for women that are trying to accuse the man of abusing them. Yeah. Um, but then again, there's other articles that say that Amber Heard does absolutely fit the definition for someone who has borderline personality disorder and that it can can, as we said before, not all at all, not even most, um, it can lead to violence in a relationship. Mm. So, yeah, really dark, really heavy. Again, Amber hasn't had her turn. And as we said before, she's going to have the final word. So it's going to be really interesting to see how this plays out. I also, funnily enough, watched Russell Brand's um, kind of take on this and like he's super spiritual he's super philosophical but he was kind of like saying maybe look into like why we have such an emotional reaction to what's going on in terms of like you know all of these awful hate comments on tiktok about amber heard and saying that she deserves to die and all of these things that are really really awful it's like maybe before posting those or even thinking those like Think to yourself, like, why am I so emotionally invested in this? Like, what is it in me that is kind of, like, triggered by what's going on, Mm. in a sense? But it does kind of make sense that we are affected by what's going on as well because we feel like we relate to celebrities. And, like, it's like this isn't a movie. This is actually something that we're seeing in real life, it really matters, and it's kind of a good thing that we're affected. Totally, but like, I think it's like that hardcore emotional response to be like, I hate Amber Heard. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Like that sort of thing that's just kind of not really called for. And the need to say something about it. Exactly. Online. And the lack of empathy on kind of both ends, but also it's just a horrible thing that's going on really. It is. Um, just quickly, there's a lot of talk about why this is even being filmed and whether it's legal and lots of people saying, well, we couldn't see the Jelaine Maxwell trial, the Jeffrey Epstein, um, the woman who helped Jeffrey Epstein, obviously do all his fucking dirty work. Um, that's because in the case of the Maxwell trial, that was a federal trial. So that went through the federal court system. That means you're not allowed to allow cameras. You're not allowed to have other recording devices. And that's why they use courtroom sketches. That's a federal case. This is heard in a county courtroom. You're allowed cameras. You're allowed recording devices. Um, if you get previous authorization from a judge, they got that. I don't know if it was Johnny's team or Amber's team that got the authorization. I can imagine it was Johnny's because up until now, Amber has sort of had the public media attention, but 
that is something that I've noticed a lot of people asking. And yes, it's legal. And no, it's not a conspiracy theory or anything that this is being filmed and broadcast. We should just take it as a learning moment. And again, we don't have to pick sides. Absolutely. Yeah. Take it to look into abuse and the nuances and how it's not ever really a black and white argument. Um, yeah, it's there's a lot to kind of look into with this. And we will update you at the end of the trial with what Amber said and what the sort of findings were. Yeah, there'll definitely be a part two to this conversation. Now, Liv, God. other than the second half of the court trial... What is on your radar? Honestly, Lucy, I've just been too absorbed in what's been going on with this that I don't know what the fuck is on my radar, but hopefully something light no, because yeah. that was a heavy chat. I was going to say, you've done fucking amazing. I didn't expect <laughs> you to bring anything other than just the ins and outs of this case. It's exactly what you did. On my my on my on radar is something you recommended to me. It's insecure. Oh, um, so good. It's amazing. It's very Are you easy just to watch. It? Yeah, I am. I'm beating and I'm watching Insecure yeah. and it's everything I it's want. so, so, so good. If you enjoyed this episode or if you felt like you learned something or if you want to pay Liv for doing all the deep <laughs> diving that she's doing, you should come and be a Cisco supporter. We need you. We record this in a podcast studio that costs money and we don't want to leave it because it sucks recording from home. As always, thank you to the wonderful producer who has sat through this entire chat and probably very long, a lot. very dark and depressing chat. Yes, yeah, Hey Butler from the Spin Off Podca- Podcast Network. We love you, Liv. Thank you for joining me as usual. Oh, likewise, Dal. And we'll see you all next week. Bye.